Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going to the MCU, scene by scene or day by day, until the end of time. In chrono- nope. Oh, wow, I just almost said in chronological order instead of in historical order. We've never said chronological order. That's weird. Yeah. But I'm going to leave that mistake in because I think sometimes mm. it's important for us to show a good example for the kids of, you know, embracing your flaws and just, you know, being yeah. you. Exactly. Exactly. Be you, kids. Boston University. So <laughs> Don't be we... someone else. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Which leads us directly into <laughs> this clip. Um, this is perhaps the shortest clip uh, that we've covered Certainly for this movie, mm-hmm. uh, you are going to be doing uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, starting at one hour, 50 minutes, and 15 seconds. That is 55-0 and then 15-1-5. Uh, and you're going to be ending at one hour, 50 minutes, and 25 seconds for a 10-second clip. And here... Wait. That's 15. Hold on. That Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a previously <laughs> on, pop it whenever. Okay. Um, okay. So previously on Time and Scavengers, the SSR office in London was being packed up. Colonel Phillips somberly gave Steve Rogers' file to Peggy Carter. And so you're going to be looking at the uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, from 1 hour, 50 minutes, and 15 seconds to 1 hour, 50 minutes, and 25 seconds. And here is what happens. With a makeshift shield made from a painted trash can lid, five young boys charge down the street in a V formation heirs to the legacy that Captain America left behind, inheritors of the hope that if a simple trash can lid can be transformed into something inspiring, maybe people can too. Heartwarming. It's a heart, it's like a music, it's it's a weird, it's nice. And (laughs) I did make myself uh, tear up a little bit in my like speech writing of that what happened thing. Oh, sure, yeah. But on the other hand, it is literally just in the way we're doing it, it's one of the most like random like kids run down the street. I don't know. Sure. Here we go. And uh, the fact that we put it at the end of forty five is pretty just random because I think it's supposed to basically be like and his legacy lived on, you right? Know, going forward. Let me let me ask you this. I have a question for you about this scene. My my question to you is: Yeah, is they had what we won't talk about for a while filmed, right? They clearly thought, okay, we are building up towards this thing, towards this other Mm, thing. Interesting. Okay. But again, there's been like interviews and like, you know, like audio clips and stuff like that of them talking about the fact that when they first started shooting things for Avengers, they were kind of like, what the hell is this? This is never going to work. Until they did the scene of the six of them on the bridge, and they did like the spinning mm-hmm. thing. And they yeah. were like... Black Widow loads her gun. Right, like, here's, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, here's here's like just a rough idea of what it looks like. Right. And then they were like, okay, you know what? Actually, yeah, I'm starting to see what the big deal is, right? Right. Do you think, though, that maybe they were like, okay, we're already filming this other stuff, and if we suddenly decide... Hey, uh, actually, this was a terrible idea. We're cutting the project. Do you think that they would have just not had that post-credit scene 
and that's just how the movie would end to to do exactly what you just said of like and his legacy lived on even though he definitely died and it's like yeah. a you know, little you know like send off so salute. you've died in the ice what a weird thing <laughs> right, that yeah, is he flips the chair around <laughs> sits down um he's blue um because he's cree um so in that well, thing now that's a new story this is this is exciting <laughs> creeped in america um no that's the one that watches you while you walk down the street um so would they cut the framing device completely like so like we wouldn't even do 2011 it'd just be a period piece like from tonesburg to that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah like i'm wondering if if like they if paramount was like hey you know what actually these movies are not turning out how we were hoping there yeah. is not gonna be a sequel. <laughs> oh boy! Yikes! Yikes! Uh, the two thousand tens and twenties are gonna be very different. We're like, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, here's a what if episode for you. I'm Kevin Feige. <laughs> and wait, I sponsored this Superman. What, what if James was Kevin Feige? No. Uh, what, <laughs> yes, what if, if Paramount kept the series the instead of Disney taking over? Uh huh. So you're talking about a Star Wars crossover, a Star Trek crossover. Hold on. I'm going to take that clean, and I want you to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Okay, right. So you're talking about a Star Trek crossover. Got it. <laughs> well, of course, now I can't get that out at all. The second that you go, well, oh, hang on, hang on. I got to, like, once you start backpedaling, <laughs> that kind of stuff gets left in all the time, baby. Comedy. Oh, the nerds are going to kill me on the streets. Mm-hmm. Like creeped in America. Yeah, the well, villain. I mean, you know. That's not really living well and prospering and with the force or whatever. Exactly. Uh, you know, because of the... Resident Evil. <laughs> what? Because of those midichlorians, family is everything, Don Toretto or whatever his name is. Anyway, listen, we're getting right. really, really into the weeds. Darth here. Toretto. Uh, <laughs> family. Family is <laughs> Yeah, just zaps you. So the little kids decide to take on the persona of another person. I really like that they were like, you know what? I've had enough of this stick ball. I don't want to be... Oh, I don't have my notes open because I'm not presenting today. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've forgotten all of their names, but one of them was like Spud Hamburger. Like, I mean, yeah. it was like Spud something. Uh, you yeah, know, so like I wonder... Spud Hamburger right now. Oh, God, yeah, same. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think it's just on the brain. I had five guys today. Oh, nice. Uh, so I I do like this scene a lot, even if... Okay, whether or not it turns out we're leaving him in the ice forever and, like, there is no Avengers or whatever. Or even if we get that scene. Wait, I think I just said the same thing twice. Even if we don't get that scene. No, I was right the first time. I I definitely had it. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the situation is, I do really like this scene. I think there is something very heartwarming about kids being excited about, like, a hero or, like, a character Mm-hmm. whether they're a real person or not, you know, right. and then like taking on that persona and going on to do something like, you know, like running out in the street, like <laughs> amazing Spider-Man. Right. Right. Where he fights the rhino at mm-hmm. the end. And like, there's that little kid that's like dressed up as Spider-Man, you know, or the little kid in Iron Man two, who it turns out right. is Peter Parker from this universe who, you right. know, stands in like a little makeshift Iron Man costume and, you know, yeah. Uh, or there's one more. Um, not in the MCU there's, though. I th- oh, okay. I'm so pretty certain the there's a Superman one. 
A Superman one? I'm pretty mm. sure there's a scene in one of the Superman movies where, like, there's, like, a kid running down the street with, like, a blanket, like, wrapped around his neck and then, like, mm. a, like a hand-drawn, you know, sign on his chest. Yeah. Um, I feel like mm. there's something that's, like, just weirdly endearing about that. And I think it's because yeah. most of us probably can relate to that, like, of of being a kid and, like, seeing something that you really liked on TV or a movie sure. or whatever. And, like, whether it's for Halloween or just, you know, because it's now a part of your personal identity, yeah. dressing up in some sort of costuming and just, like, running around in the streets with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I am thinking back, and I never... I wasn't ever really a costume wearer, but I definitely was a, like, pretend to be... like. I, I tell this story a lot on... I've told this story at least once on Newsies Minute where I remember pretending to be Spot Conlon. I had a rubber band and a very cool ruby marble. And I remember hiding behind my stepdad's lazy boy <sighs> while the inauguration of Bill Clinton was happening. <laughs> okay. That's such an odd like, little It's a specific... World. You can know what date that was that I was doing that. And, uh, yeah, so... For sure, it's like, you know, when or like when you would leave a movie and be like thinking about what if you had those powers, like whether it's Batman or like Indiana Jones or, you know, Men in Black oh, or yeah. whatever, being like, oh man, I'm all about erasing people's memories. And the CIA is like, really? <laughs> so before we get to my questions, I was thinking about how if you were just watching this movie... And not thinking of the Avengers, as I was when I when I took my notes for this, I was uh, the Avengers weren't in my mind yet. Right. I was like, oh, it's Cap and the Howling Commandos. They're in the V formation. They're running. They're doing the Howling Commandos thing. Mm. And Cute. then I was like, when you were talking, I was like, whoa, that could just as easily be Cap <laughs> leading the Avengers. And then. I was thinking, well, now it couldn't be because it's the 40s, but like yeah, it could be saying, like, like if, I if they're hinting the at the Avengers coming. Like. Oh, right. but I, that's kind of cool. If they're hinting, but then I was like, wait a minute, are the Avengers just, what if the Howling Commandos were superheroes? <laughs> I mean, a little <laughs> I was, bit, right? Because like, like, that's what oh, the invaders no. were, basically, right? right? Like there were some right. non powered, some powered. And I feel like that's kind of like, in a way, like a tease of where Cap is going to end up, like yeah, in the comics yeah, and stuff like that. Sure. And then. Yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, this is Colin, mm -hmm. the yes. last Captain America: The First Avenger episode of the '40s. We are going to be uh, leaving Captain America: The First Avenger for saying a little prayer for now. Um, not religious. We'll, I'm not uh, sure why I did that. I don't know either. I was I was just gonna let it go. I was sure. gonna let it go, and then um, yeah, I called attention. But, so I did want to ask you some sort of wrap-up questions. I didn't call this segment wrap-up cap-up, but I could have. Um, it doesn't make sense, but it does rhyme. So it's like, you know. Um, I would love to make this a tradition where like when we wrap up a movie. Yeah, I like that. Some yeah. some some questions that make sense to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and like they can maybe always be the same question or if you're like, you yeah. know, this one doesn't really track to this one, so I'm going to ask a new question, whatever. Right. You know? But just some exactly. sort of wrap up of how like, accurately was World War II portrayed in Captain Marvel? I mean, yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. And you're like, um, <laughs> I guess, okay, I'm pretty sure I saw a, like a poster for a museum. 
I think like right around that time is when we f- started going, we should probably honor these folks before they're all gone. <laughs> um, so It's not like the frozen in the ice. Right. While Grandpappy <laughs> still has all his stories, let's... That felt weirdly mean. That's not how I meant it. I meant like while we still have an opportunity to like learn about it, like from the people who were right. there. But I realized that that right. sounded really like really cruel. You for weren't some talking about Alzheimer's. You were just talking about the grim specter of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Cool. All right. Um, so <laughs> yeah, neither one are good. But I have unfortunately maybe, maybe dealt with both. Maybe gonna uh, hop on a motorcycle and hightail it to Lollapalooza, and, and that's why along the way he's gonna flick the first switch and accidentally trip up a couple other bikers and go. Whoops. Exactly. Well, I guess forgot. I get to see Nine Inch Nails and you don't. So he's like, out. I forgot I borrowed this from my old friend Steve. <laughs> Steve Jenkins, weird guy. Um, <laughs> all right, so the first question is an easy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a short one. That's I guess what I mean. Um, in Captain America: The First Avenger, who would you pick, pick as your MVP? Okay, so I want to be clear about this. I went into this thinking I'm not going to pick Cap. Right. Um, for any of the answers or whatever. Like, you know, like, like I don't want to get into anyone that we've seen, like, too much of. So, like, okay. for that reason, like, Bucky, I'm also not including. Okay, um, interesting. Okay. Because, like, we haven't seen him yet, right? But, like, in the future, Bucky Barnes is in quite a few properties. So, I was like. Sure. I don't want to do an MV. I want to do an MVP of like the people you're not expecting, kind of like an unsung hero type situation, which I realize is not oh, the sure. same okay. thing as an MVP. But you know, I feel like right. that's why, like you know, it's like when you have an MVP that's not the quarterback of a football team, yeah, right? Exactly. And then sometimes you're like, huh, weird, because like you would almost expect that to always be, for the most part. It depends, obviously. There's definitely right. games where you're like, well, like that guy actually almost lost the game for us. So you know. Anyway, right? Exactly. Um, so uh, I, I'm I'm going into this, and I feel like I also don't want to give my most obvious answer because I feel like we all know one of the people that I'm going to say, mm-hmm. Arnim Zola. No, I'm kidding. Uh, right. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> I I feel like Tommy Lee Jones. You know, Phillips is a, is an easy one for me. I actually mm-hmm. kind of feel like um, Howard Stark. Because Interesting. Like, okay. Although we are going to see him again, right? We're not going to see him again on the same level that we're going to see like Peggy Carter. Right. Um, we're not going to see him on the same level that we're going to see um, Bucky or Cap, which is the reason why I didn't include those three in this potential. Right. Um, I feel like Howard. It's that thing of like, you know, again, we're also going to change actors too at some point, which is twice really, but like, it's going to get really funky. Like his height and everything is going to get all out <laughs> of whack. shape and yeah. Exactly. But like, I feel like there is something to be said about, we've talked about some of the parallels that they ended up drawing on in like Avengers itself, like yeah. as the next movie, like some of the things that he and Howard talk about, he and Tony talk about, but like with totally different energy, you know? So like it comes across <laughs> like really you know odd right but like i just kind of can't help but think about how there is so much of everything that cap does that truly boils down to howard stark one helping him get there as in like literally making him into captain america um but then also just that like whenever it mattered howard stark was there and had his back yeah 
and that also includes like in what if, right? I feel like that's mm. something that maybe we're not necessarily considering, but like yeah. when you think no, about I it, think like that's, that's the same period of time and like in yeah. what if as well, like, you know, especially with the very, very ending of what if, like he's, if, if he yeah. wasn't there to shut down that thing. Yeah. That, that's how that episode would have ended. The whole world would have been eaten by that creature. Yeah. And he's the one who read the German Vaterkraft and, sh- you know, whatever the yeah. water supply yeah. word was. Wasser, yeah. It was like Wasser's to police and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's definitely Makes not sense. it. Oh, uh, Duolingo has kicked me off of my uh, my whole thing. Wow. Good. Glad that somehow it recognized me as you. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I think that that's Always a good, listening. I think it's a good answer. Um, yeah. I think this is not what you've asked, but I think the the least VP, the okay. LVP, uh, either Hodge or uh-huh. Private Lorraine. Had to think private about that Lorraine. one. For I, was, I, I didn't want to guess, but I did think that it was going to be Private I Lorraine. couldn't remember her name all of a sudden. I was like, yeah. oh no. Because I, I feel like she set some stuff back and like she almost wrecked it all, you know? Yeah. We're Just we're so she could get about... a little kiss. Oh, exactly. On. It feels a little bit like they got Natalie Dormer, and then they're like, crap. Oh, God. What? Wait, you mean we're going to make more after Avengers? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, hey, I will say, though, descendants are a thing. That's true. Jim Morita has his descendant as the principal of, uh, you know, uh, Midtown High. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there eventually. From Fresno to Brooklyn. Um <laughs> The Jim Morita story coming no, soon from Marvel Comics. <laughs> no kids till Brooklyn. <laughs> it's a swing song because it's the 40s. Yeah. Um, the Beastly Boys. <laughs> Those Beastly Boys. Those Beastly Boys are at it again. No sleep <laughs> till Brooklyn. Because you can't and you won't and you don't stop. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I know it's uh, happening on Frankenstein's jukebox eventually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that's when, yeah, the 40s are where we're going to really roll out our hip hop stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that Private Lorraine is a good LVP. I want to talk more. We're, we're going to get to a conversation about that, I think, in a little bit. My MVP was Peggy. I feel she. Yeah. Anyways, she kept. She was there cl- in a clutch time. I understand. Like, I fully not agree. picking her. Well, yeah. you know the other, the other thing here is you know when the Yule Brothers on Finish It, um, our friends okay. from the from the podcast Finish It, sure. When they are doing their thing, they f- are purposefully trying to think about what is my brother going to pick. Yeah. Like I need to get into his head so that I don't pick those options. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's sort of how I felt for this, where I was yeah. like, when I was first looking at MVP, Peggy was at the top of my list. Yeah, but then I was like, you sure. know what? I guarantee you that, that is going to be James Pick. So I was like, let's 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 think about this under a different lens to make Perfect. sure that we're getting get uh getting some variety, I think. Yeah. Perfect. Next, I asked a character that we won't see again that it would be cool to see a six episode Disney Plus show about. What do you got for me? Pitch me. Okay. I'm I Kevin Disney Plus. Full on am cheating here. Okay. I am saying it is what happens when you have a Howling Commandos and a Phillips, but no captain left. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, dog, the war's not over. 
Yeah. Oh, you know for mean? sure. So we have three months. Yeah. So saddle up, Phillips. You're going out into the field. Yeah. With your boys, the Howling Commandos, and like I want a, a series that is just yeah the continuation for sure the trials and tribulations of the Howling Commandos and one yeah. Philip Chester nope. Phillips Chester Phillips I started to say Philip Colonels and I went that's not his name <laughs> Colonel Phillips because like I want like yeah. scenes where I'm he's down. effectively like you know the man in the chair but again it's just those like giant walkie talkies that are battery powered right. like they have a car right. battery attached to him and he's just you know like in his little thing and he's like all right well go on my signal you know they're like but of course like they don't even have satellite or whatever it's just howard stark again like flying over top and like <laughs> and like i like actually you know one, one of the things i like about this i i i understand we've got way too many like dudes and specifically like white dudes right um sure all over the place in in these properties especially the earlier ones right Right. But I also feel like there's something kind of wholesome about Peggy being around, but like they're doing submissions, like basically like they've been told the Howling Commandos are done. Like they, they can't keep doing things. But then Phillips is like, Hey, yeah, one last mission for him. Like, for yeah. like, come on boys. Like, like literally like rallying the boys together. And so every, like, every episode ends with him like, one more. <laughs> right. Or, or it's more of like, you know, again, it's, it's, it's your traditional story of like, Right. revenge or whatever where it's like it really never can end at just one thing because like mm-hmm. they think they've got the guy but it turns out he literally is just the dude who holds the keys to the warehouse of the person they're looking for you know so it's like right. it's always like there's a, a little bit further to go down the rabbit hole and i feel like there'd be some fun stuff of like for sure. people trying to cover up these missions from peggy because peggy would definitely want to go but also <laughs> peggy would definitely fill out paperwork for him um and they're like oh god can't do that nope no one can know about these things anyway yeah no we're just doing some uh just some tests you know on, on a new yeah. plane that howard made that's what it is uh <laughs> you definitely her all anyway i'm gonna say something lightly sexist but that's mostly just so you'll walk away i don't right. actually mean it please 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 understand right. this is not what i'm saying uh, you think she bought that they're like unfortunately and then they walk <laughs> off you know because women be shopping <laughs> Am I right? He's like, am I right, Marita? And he's like, what? No, sir. I'm from Fresno. And he's like, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> I don't mother. get what that, what? <laughs> and I, I will not dignify with an answer. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. I would be very into that. Um, I like that a lot. I said Erskine. I've started mm. watching Better Call Saul. And uh, so I'm sort of into the how did we get here sort of okay. moment. So if we do Erskine, the young scientist, and then it ends with like a Red Skull reveal or something like that, where it's like that period of time where he went from, I'm just a scientist. Yes, I'm only a scientist. Through, what's what do you got? What do you no, got? You yeah, got finish, finish your thought. Finish oh, thought. through just through like, um, my God, what have I done? Or something. Right. I want to take a little element of your idea okay, and attach it, like just sort of sprinkle it onto my story. Uh, uh I think what you do is, is you have a story of like one last mission, Mm -hmm. but like every episode is just one of the smaller pieces of what they have to do. But the way that they like learn of like what they need to do next is based on all of them being from different regiments and okay. watching the the story of how each one of them ended up in that 
oh, camp I like that. for Cap yeah. to save. You know, I like that. and it's like one of the final things you see is essentially like Cap saving them, and like like there's like a like an an interaction of like Cap being here and them like standing up to meet him kind of thing. And in yeah. the end, they save someone else, and like that per that that is like reflected as they kind of stand up to meet their gaze. But now instead of just Captain America, it's like Dum Dum Dugan, Colonel Phillips, yeah. like the rest of them standing in that V formation. Exactly. And then S- Gabe Jones slowly right. plays a song on his trumpet, and he goes, and they're like, "Not now, Gabe." He's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> All right. So the last question I had in the what is turning out to be the Timeline Scavengers creative de- film department, like, which I'm not mad at, I'm having a fun time, is what's a what-if episode that you'd like to see from this era? I, I would like to throw my first one out there yeah, just so ahead. that we can do anything other than think about the implications of what I'm about to say. Sure. <laughs> oh, boy. What if Peggy Carter had been killed in the Project Rebirth explosion? I think that changes a lot, honestly. I do too. And it's not and just like really sad. I think it's not just about like him potentially being a little bit more incompetent because yeah. you know, he doesn't get onto the right career path or whatever. I think that like, you know, again, sometimes we, we have a really bad tendency in story writing. Uh not you and I specifically, I mean like this world. No, we have no problems in story writing. Where we must give men the strength mm-hmm. Right. from the loss of their loved one. I mean, think right. of how many goddamn times, like, this is my one complaint about Punisher. How many fucking times do we have to see uh, Frank Castle's wife, like, you know, laughing in bed with him, right? <laughs> Just to show that he clearly lost her, right? Like, I right. get it, dude. His family's dead. Like, we've seen this little, like, haunted memory of his eight thousand times right like like that's what's pushing that's forward. a that's a tough one though i listen i understand it's like a ptsd sort of deal no i totally also, get it and again because okay. it's a war thing but like sure but i mean like i and i'm not necessarily discounting that part right i just mean that like we still had to show that like it's like one clip that they were like we didn't yeah. get enough footage but it doesn't matter because it's haunting him we'll just yeah. play it on repeat fucking incessantly right. right and like that's what's pushing him forward or you know again Batman losing his parents, but like he thinks about like his mom a lot when it comes to certain right. things. It's yeah. like there's always like a woman dying for a male fighter to go, Bob, give his last bravado, right? And I yeah. just sort of feel like that's like a trope that we've seen a lot of. But what if you see that trope now hidden behind the face of a patriotic soldier boy, right? Like uh-huh. how insufferable does this guy get? Does he become less inclusive and less understanding does he end up becoming this like QAnon type situation but for right. 1943 or is it like for whatever reason it's like he still does all this shit but he's just not in love and so like when he goes down in the plane he goes down alone i feel like that's yeah. really sad yeah yeah like and phillips has had to kiss him <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> he's like, hang on. He's like, wait. And he's like, yeah, what's up? What's that? Colonel's like, oh, hell. And he pulls him in and he goes, Peggy would have wanted to do that. And then he's like, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. I'm driving very uh, fast. And he's like, sir. And they just gaze into each other's eyes as they thumb on the wheeze off. And then 
you know, <laughs> the Red Skull goes wins. Yeah. Yeah. I think my what if episode, though, in this era that I'd like to see is um, I would genuinely really like to see kind of like almost like a not exactly steampunk, right? Okay. But in a way, a little bit. What if Steve Rogers didn't have to put the plane into the water? Okay. Or rather, okay, what if he what if he did, but like, you know, again, we saw how slow it sank. What if he woke up and was like, oh shit, it's starting to sink and he escaped, right? I would love to see some of the things that we saw with Captain Carter and the um Hydrosomper. Thank you. But like do that in um because like okay, so there's a series called sixteen ninety two. Sixteen ninety two. Yeah, there's a there's a number of yeah. That's that's one of them. I think there's a number of different volumes. I think sixteen ninety was the first one and then they went ninety one. Right. But there's there's one in particular. Uh hang on. I'm gonna try to remind myself of What the hell is the name of that thing? Sixteen oh two. Cause it's it's Jamestown and stuff. It's not witches, it's, it's right, the, yes, you're right, the you're earlier right. part of the century. It's Elizabethan. There's so something that happens that's I guess it's not sixteen oh two, I don't think. Oh no, it is, it is, it is. Okay. So Anthony Stark, Earth three eleven, right? Uh where he's known as Lord Iron. The man of iron, right? Yeah. Uh, and like again, Jarvis is once again just, you know, a man. Uh, right. And he has this like literally like steampunk style suit that's got a right. fucking huge battery attached to the back of it. Um, right. And he still fights um, the Hulk, which is fun. Uh, and then he works to help build the printing press with jo- J. Jonah Jameson. Uh-huh. Um, Rhodes ends up coming in and fighting alongside with him. Uh, and G. alongside Gutenberg. Yeah. And alongside Captain Ross, for example, like. There's a lot of really interesting little bits here, but I feel like it would be pretty cool to have like a 1602 styled situation, right? But again, just in 1943. Um, And I know that sounds like such a weird way to premise that, but what I mean is like, what if, you know, again, what if the Iron Monger suit or, you know, essentially the Iron Man Mark I was still built by Howard Stark because Captain America is now just here. Right. And he's like, he's got, you know, other enemies to fight for the next 60 years or whatever before. So then the, Howard, is Howard the Hydra Stomper? Yeah. But, or maybe they wouldn't even call it, maybe he literally just, maybe he calls himself Iron Man, right? Like, right. how cool would it be if Howard Stark is like, you know, I keep flying you to things and they keep shooting my fucking planes down. I think I'm going to, you know, what if I could fly you there, but we could go in a little, little more under the radar. So he's going on these, you know, these huge like Tesla power. I don't mean like the Tesla, no, like yeah, yeah, the no. company that we're yeah. talking about, like literally no. like Tesla batteries and like, right. you know, these gigantic things. But like he can get, you know, an hour of flight. He can right. do this, this and that before his suit has to cool down. Um, things like that. Like, you know, he does that. So you have that. You give, um, you know, maybe you get that uh, that first humanoid uh, 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 human torch that was at uh-huh. the expo, sure. yeah. right? Because that yeah. was there. What Absolutely. if you bring him in? For what sure. if you uh, what if you bring in um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of a couple other folks that we could bring. I mean, in. like you know, there's there's a there's a Namor option. There's yeah, a, I mean, I guess I'm I guess I'm trying not to introduce people that I know we're about to introduce okay. as well. Like in like, or like in a Captain life. Britain sort of deal. Like oh a, yeah, oh that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, again, you, Peggy is there, and like yeah. you know, the war ends, but like you know, the, she has to go back across seas where. He goes to visit, and she's like, "Oh well, I've been working on a well, a new project." And it's like her getting like not like in a in that kind of way. I just mean like, oh, the government's like, "Hey, yeah, we kind of want what they've got." So then he meets, you know, Captain Britain, and yeah. she's like teaching him how to be like Captain America or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd be some cool stuff. I feel like there's definitely some things they could do, but I would love to see like an Invaders or like the world's first Avengers. Would yeah. be a tight way of like phrasing that, like you know how he's like the first Avenger, right? So then you have the first Avengers, yeah, yeah, you know, and then like I yeah. love that, yeah. But like again, I also like the idea of just like him still being looking how he is by the end of that movie in the two thousands. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very good. Um, just a real quick uh, morsel. I thought of one more that Absolutely. isn't as depressing. What if and. I'm going to say this, and I know it breaks this movie in, in in pieces. What if Thor had stopped the Red Skull back at Tonesburg? He oh. gets the He gets the, the Tesseract, and, and all of a sudden, lightning strikes, and Thor's like, dude, no, Huang, and Red Skull's out of the picture. Like, it's a big early change, but what does that what-if episode look like? Because then Cap can go fight, like like real Nazis. But here's the other thing. If Hydra's taken out or Zola becomes the head of Hydra. Okay. <laughs> now, now this is getting interesting. Uh, not, not that it wasn't interesting, but I mean like, no, no, yeah. My thought process was like, would they just cancel project rebirth? If like Hydra seemingly crumbled, right? You know, but if you have a Daniel Whitehall, uh-huh. if you have a, uh, do you mean Warner No, Renner? okay, James, 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 I've got an even f- crazier do it, story. Do it. Hit Ready? Me, hit me. They don't send Thor down, because I don't I don't know if he's old enough yet, right? Because we've covered some stories. Is isn't it like in 1909? Isn't he still like a child? 1909? He's a child in 575. Right, but okay, when 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 is he regaling the two young boys about the stories? Of when they found baby Loki. I don't remember what year that was. 575. Right, but I mean, like, then when Nine, they're... Or nine, sorry, 975 AD. So 975 is when they're back on Asgard and they're, like, 10 years old. Let me just double check this because we, we had some weird math stuff. Yeah, there was, some, there was definitely some weird maths in there. So 975 is when we're saying that he was telling them about the okay. events of... I think in my head I just saw a 9 in there somewhere and, like, I knew it was... Okay, yeah. so either way... Also think of it like this, though, right? When Loki first comes down to Earth and stuff like that, or rather, sorry, when Thor is on Earth, rather, and Loki right. wants to send something down, what does Loki send? The Destroyer? Mm-hmm. What if they send down the Destroyer and Red Skull fucking beats it and get like puts like gets into it like it's a suit, like an Iron Man-style suit? Like... Again, oh. Instead of like ripping off the Schmidt mask, it's like the destroyer is like this thing that's leading Hydra, and it like like it like folds back, and it's just the Red Skull inside this giant 
like mech suit. Wow. And then he also, that again, would... has a test rack. So he's just like Asgardian powered AF. So this is, this is what if Asgard had been overthrown by Red Skull or... It's more of like... Red Skull had access to Asgardian technology. Yeah, I think it's like the idea of like, again, like Loki is like making his play a little early. Uh-huh. So he's like, oh shit, they found the Tesseract? I've been looking for that. Go get this thing. And then he's like, oh fuck, I lost the Destroyer. And then, you know, Odin's like, Loki? And he's like, mm, yes, yes, father. What's he's up, like, Have just... you? Where's the Destroyer? I just, you know, I was just wondering that. I bet you Thor took it to practice with or something. He's like, hmm, I'll have to go talk with the boy. Right, and he walks off and he's like, you're like, you're like, okay, yeah. that did not go as I, I, as I planned. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. Either that right. or he's like, fuck it, it's Earth. I don't give a shit, right? Like, you know, right. Loki's, you know, doesn't care. But I love this idea of like, you know, again, James, it's still like the, uh, the the first Avengers. Ready? It's Captain America, Howard Stark, Iron Man, and fucking Odin. I like that. And then Peggy Carter is your Black Widow type. Sure. Uh, no one could be more useless than Hawkeye. So just you know, get that get get that one out of the way. Phillips, holy shit! Phillips is like Steve isn't enough. He goes in and tries to. To, to do it, and he becomes the first Hulk. Oh, interesting. Right? That's very interesting. Like, he's essentially like a Red Hulk-type situation. Yeah. He's like, the, like, you know. He's like a smart Red Hulk, though. Like, he's not... Well, that's what like, I mean. Like, he's not exact. I don't yeah. want to say that he is the Red Hulk, because, again, like... No, yeah, I, for sure. That's Ross or whatever. But he's but like, like Professor Hulk, but red. Right. Like, a like well a, Red Hulk. The I've Professor that Hulk before. that's gray, technically, right? So it's like he well, becomes, yeah. So he's like he. So you have oh shit, this is fucking good, James Marvel. Y'all need to be hiring us. I like <laughs> listen. I don't know how much of this is gonna go in the episode or how much of this is gonna be like. A, I'm gonna send this as a pitch to <laughs> Kevin Feige's desk for what I, if season three. I did. Uh, I did picture in my head where he presses that snake's eye and the tesseract comes out. And then he goes, he's like, wait, what's this button? And he presses it, and the door opens, and it's a giant door, and the destroyer's just sitting there. Like, right. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Because <laughs> that was a huge wall for a little tiny yeah. cube. I mean, like, yeah. I know we were hiding it or whatever, but, like, maybe there was more there. I love the indignant, like, voice you had there. I know we're hiding it or whatever. <laughs> like, this is freaking good shit. Um yeah, God, I feel like okay. Listen, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I just you feel like Gabe Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like Red Skull in a destroyer suit, yeah, fighting Thor, Peggy Carter, uh, a hulked out Phillips, you know, nineteen forties Iron Man and Captain America would rule. That would be such a good movie. You could get um, the Warriors 3 in there if you wanted to, because they're still around. And you could get, I think it'd be interesting, it'd be early, but you could get Hela on the Asgard When was she banished? I don't know, but they could get her. I just feel like, I I feel like part of my thing, my my hesitance here is that the first Avenger film had six people. I got us to five. Fair, fair, fair. So I'm thinking like, you know, who could be your That's a good point. part? I mean, maybe you just bring in Dum Dum Dugan. You know, and like Dum Dum Dugan, instead of a, you know, bone arrow, he just has a shotgun. I don't know. I just feel like that's a little well, he too. Was, 
Wasn't Dum Dum Dugan the one that was in the comics? He was also in the circus. I think he was. Because like the thing about Hawkeye Maybe. is that he was originally a carnival, right? Like right. carnival sideshow. So you get something like that going on. Oh well, I, wait a minute. I just realized I did originally talk about the Human Torch, which because mm, you know he was at the the go. expo. I realized that that's not a you know archer type. Sure, but like. You know, if you bring him yeah. in, maybe maybe that's yeah. someone that, you that. Should, yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super into this idea. Damn, that's Excellent. so good. Holy Excellent. shit! Listen, I wasn't gonna do NaNoWriMo, but I kind of honestly <laughs> now feel like I'm about to just spend all of my November writing that. Excellent. Um, cool. Yeah, well, that is all that I had uh, for this. I am just Absolutely. really jazzed about how. Uh, what are you, Gabe Jones? <laughs> I'm so yeah. I'm I'm inventing jazz. Um, oh, this way. Um, for me, it's there. okay. Oh, you have a stacked. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. James, I I want to point out one final thing before I yeah. you know throw the kid into the river one for the very final last time. time. Oh, I guess well, stay we'll down for the last time in the forties. Sorry. Right. Exactly. I love truly. That our show is the kind of show that goes, we have a 10-second clip. This will be a quick episode. And listener, I don't know how much of this is going to get cut. We definitely went on some tangents. But as it stands right now, I am about to hit the one-hour, 10-minute frame in less than a minute. Yeah. Uh, so that should show you how much James and I loved the topics that we brought, which again have had almost nothing to do with the fucking scene. But that's the joy and magic of this show. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. It's a retrospective sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, you know, it's, it's, we weren't just talking about just this scene. We were talking about the rest of the whole movie. That's but right. in a way, weren't you and I just now being we were the little kids. kids? Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, see, good transition. And one of those kids is about to get tossed in a body of water. Sploosh. It's okay, he can swim. Oh, no. Oh, no, not, not that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're becoming the same person. Anyway, that was that. So, uh, James, let's yeah. talk about Patreon, because I can let's guarantee you probably a third of this episode is going to be over there. And right. that's at patreon.com slash the scavengers network for just $2 a month or more. There's no limitation. Well, except past... One million and one dollar and fifty three cents, which I right. really hate because I, you know, I love even numbers, and like a five is okay because it's right in the middle. But fifty three right. cents, ugh, lame. Anyway, uh, the <laughs> point though is that with that amount of money, again, no matter where the range is for you, you can get access to all the bonus content for this show, plus a plethora of other Scavengers Network shows and one shots and like, you know, just for Patreon type uh, situations. We've got it all over there. Uh, right. So go check it out. Once again, patreon.com slash the scavengers network. I guarantee you that if you go out there this month, you will have something from this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for us in the 1940s for Captain America. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us on this part of the journey. Coming up next, the rest of the 40s. <laughs> Which is also how they ended 1945 on the radio. <laughs> exactly. As Guy Lombardi plays, they went, and now, the rest of the 40s. That's uh, that's Guy Lombardo. Guy Lombardi is Vince oh, Lombardi's right. uh, no, dad. Yeah, Vince Lombardi uh, would be you know, the football. I just got football on the brain today. I, Go Bills. I can tell. Um, I'm wearing Bill my jersey. Lombardi. 
Uh, Bill Lombardi. Uh, Bill's by a Lombardi. Whatever. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the show. As always, I'm Colin Parker. And I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.